And then they said, the more we are inhabiting this frequency of fun, the more of life's logistics are taken care of. The more of the things that we focus mm -hmm. on that are problems or chores kind of resolve themselves very effortlessly, the more we inhabit this frequency of fun. So right then and there, I just knew standing there, like, cause we're standing, it was like the be closing remarks. I was like, I'm going to spend the next 12 months amping up my fun in mm -hmm. whatever way I can think of. I'm not even sure what that would be, but like, I want to you make a 12 month experiment of having fun. And I knew then as soon as I felt that I had this other idea that kind of came in to me. And it was the more fun I have, the more dollars will flow to me. It was almost like a reassurance of this is not going to leave you in a lesser place financially. Welcome to the Delicious Alignment Podcast, high vibing conversations with me, your host, Rhonda Ryder. So I want to start out with a question for you. What's something you did as a kid that you really enjoyed that you don't do anymore? Think about that for a moment. When asking myself that question, what's something I did as a kid that I really don't do anymore, the answer was easy, swimming. I wasn't swimming anymore, even though I wanted to, even though I craved it. Having lived in Florida for three decades, I really missed it. We had access to pools over there, but mountain living is a little different. Access to a pool is very different here. So being the creator that I am, right, we're all creators, I allowed a beautiful pool to come into my life. This past Sunday, I spent hours in the pool in a beautiful location with views of the mountains and just relaxing. It felt really good. So I want you to ask yourself, what's something fun you would like to do that you used to love doing that you don't really do anymore and consider doing it. Tap into that fun again and see what happens. That's really what today's episode is all about. It's a conversation about the power of fun. It tells the story of Reed Thompson's 12 month experiment that literally transformed his entire life. Reed went from being a creative director for a global Fortune 500 company to creating the freedom to travel the world, find romance, write a book, become a consultant and a coach, and so much more. And of course, it goes without saying that this summer of fun and year of fun turns out to be a life of fun because why would you stop doing it? It's, it's what Abraham Hicks, a teacher we often discuss on the show, there are other teachers as well, has been telling us all along, chill out, have more fun. Fun is the way because as you'll learn in this episode, fun is one of the, if not the highest frequencies. There's no resistance when you're having fun. You're just high vibing. Today's episode is sponsored by the Delicious Alignment Podcast and Coaching. I'm Rhonda Ryder, founder of Delicious Alignment. I'm an intuitive coach who helps you connect with your true self and tap into your essence as a creator so you can live a life filled with more joy, satisfaction, abundance, and yes, fun. I do this by helping you calibrate your emotions up the vibrational scale to feeling better. While I started out helping women learn to love their bodies and to make peace with food, my experience naturally grew to working with clients on all topics. 
To find out more or to book a coaching session or package, go to deliciousalignment.com coaching. By the way, I'm also the author of the book, Delicious Alignment, How 25 Women Learn to Love and Transform Their Bodies Using Abraham Hicks and the Law of Attraction, which you can find on Amazon in paperback, Audible, and Kindle. Oh, and I always forget to tell you about my Facebook group. I've got a Facebook group called Delicious Alignment, and we'd love to have you join us. One more thing. I have a free gift for you. It's a free course, Love Your Body, Love Your Life, which includes over 20 videos and is based on the five steps in my book. Go to deliciousalignment.com slash free course to get access. And all the links mentioned in this podcast are in the show notes. Alrighty, let's get started with my interview with Reed Thompson. Hello, Reed. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I want you to start wherever you want to start. And I just want people to know we are going to talk about your hot seats and get into all of that. And how did you find Abraham? And that's a fascinating story in itself. It's interesting because I was during the pandemic and I had been consumed with the news. And it, and I think it was around the you know, what we call the insurrection, January 6th, where there was the storming of the Capitol. And I was just kind of so swept up into the drama of all those events. And my, I feel like it was just clearly my inner being was guiding me out of that negative news cycle. Someone posted a book about reincarnation, which I didn't, don't know how it got onto that topic versus just ghosts or non-physical. But anyway, it was just this interesting breadcrumb, series of breadcrumbs. And there was like that book blew my mind and opened me up to this idea of even reincarnation and that we've lived many lives. And then um, ultimately, like there's a couple more breadcrumbs, but the, the significant one that helped me find Abraham was I was just on YouTube and I was served up a video where Oprah was recommending two books, The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle and The Law of Attraction by, by Abraham, by Abraham. Esther and Jerry Hicks. And Oprah was just recommending it with such fervor and I could feel the resonance. It may have been one of the times where I could remember, like we probably all felt it our whole lives because we're vibrational beings, but I really felt that resonance inside me of, I have to read this book. And so I ordered it. I mean, I just downloaded it digitally, but I also, um, because I was on YouTube, started getting fed Abraham Hicks hot seat videos. So I just started consuming them voraciously because I just thought it was the best thing ever. Here's non-physical, the great beyond weighing in on our lives. And to me, like there could just be nothing more fascinating and interesting to consume than all the different topics that people would get up on the stage and talk about. And right. yeah. it was in heaven. So I would just listen to them pretty much all day long, even though I was working, like if I was making a sandwich, like I was just consuming these videos. And this wasn't that long ago, right? This was 20, this was probably February or March of 20. 21. Yeah. So then it was just more of me consuming the information. I read the book. Um, I was raised very metaphysically and had, I was raised in Christian science and that is a whole, you know, completely metaphysical approach to well-being and wellness and health. And I, I left that religion because I just didn't feel like it matched me anymore. But here was this, um, I had all this, these years of training of thinking metaphysically and being used to using that part of my way of looking at life. And so when I started, you know, interacting with this information and this content, I could quickly grasp it because of that 
background of metaphysics. So anyway, I was just kind of, this is it. This is the, this is everything that makes more, most the most sense and started meditating because they recommend it. And often it is a topic or comes up in those hot seat discussions. And I felt this like river or of bliss, like tapping into this just bliss inside me just from listening to a guided meditation. And I just thought that was so interesting. And, and it's like the thing I, so I did it every morning because it felt so good. I just looked, it was like the highlight of my day. So as time went on, um, I don't know, it was probably gonna be like four or five months. I was meditating and had this almost out of body. I, I use that expression because it was just such a powerful guidance that I had never quite felt so forcefully before, but it was, I was meditating and I just had this really strong guidance of like, you go book the crew, the Alaska cruise mm. seminar. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was the strangest thing because I was aware from the hot seat discussions that they would do cruises, but I just didn't, had never felt one moment of, oh, I sure wish I could go on a cruise <laughs> or I would love to do it. But like, there was just no even interest or thought to even go on one of these cruises. And I was even aware of it because I was on their mailing list. I was receiving the daily quotes. And so I had already been familiar with it, but just thought, well, anyway, so it was just such a strong guidance that I. Let's just insert here. So at the time you were working as a um, advertising executive. Yes. I was a group creative director for Purina pet food manufacturing company. Okay. The great job. It was global. So there were big budgets and it was just a really satisfying job. And I had flexibility and like, it was really kind of a, really it was a vortex corporate job. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and since it was the pandemic, we were working from home. So I had flexibility to listen to all these podcasts when I was, like I said, making lunch or doing whatever, but we quite hadn't, I hadn't done anything outside or traveled yet. It was like, we'd gotten our vaccinations, but I had not quite made, had the nudge of like actually going out into the world, you know, after the vaccination and the pandemic. So it was their first cruise that they introduced um, after the lockdown, you could say. Right. But the, and so this was also very helpful because I felt such strength in my guidance that I was like, well, I'm going to be safe going flying to Seattle to take this cruise, there's no way I'm not going. There's, and my partner at the time was asleep when I had this, all this inspiration. And so I just booked one ticket. And I remember thinking like, I needed that boldness of, of um, guidance because I remember thinking, well, he would probably just say, there's no way we're going to go flying, like doing something like this right, right now. Like most people were still, still very afraid to travel. Yeah. Yeah. And still kind of being cautious. And I, and so I needed that, the strength of that guidance from this meditation to boldly book it. And first I was like, I'm booking this. And cause he was open to the ideas that we would talk about that I was learning from Abraham but he wasn't reading the books or watching the videos. Right. But he was very, he thought it all made sense and was cool with it. But um, so I just booked one ticket and one seminar because I thought, well, I don't know. This is such, it feels like such a sacred thing. I don't even know if I want him to be there. Like maybe this is yeah. supposed to be my wilderness journey or my, you know, the something just very quiet and special for me mm -hmm. to absorb. And I wanted to make sure I was really honoring the guidance um, anyway, worked out that as I listened, he went ahead and he joined me. And so like we booked another ticket and I knew when I booked this um, seminar, I just had this knowing that it was going to profoundly change my life. 
in more than just one area, like mm. let's say four or five. Like I just knew it was going to be seismic, a seismic shift. And yeah. like, can I ask you how, like how often you meditated once a day for 15 minutes? So I, like many people just felt kind of like, I don't know if I know how to meditate and it's hard to order your mind and slow it down. So I just, since I knew that Abraham Hicks publications had a guided meditation, I just downloaded their app and I would do that for the 15 minutes mm. or 20 minutes. Like maybe I would extend it for 20 minutes just in the morning. So that was pretty much it. And then just all the other materials. So I probably, I don't, I didn't normally like meditate before bed, but maybe sometimes it just depends, but I just really got addicted to feeling that joy and alignment of right. alignment. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, so great. So, so then you went on the cruise and okay. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I had this really exciting feeling that this is going to change my life in so many ways that I have no idea yet. And I was okay with that. And, and so when we got on the cruise, like it was just such an amazing format for me. Like I loved how relaxing just being on a cruise is, but then you had these like fascinating soul stirring seminars to attend. So to me, it was like, this is the best of both worlds. Like I can't think of a better format for, you know, just like, this is heaven. And, <laughs> and I remember thinking just from the experience of the seminars as they unfolded throughout the week, wouldn't it be fun to go on every cruise and do every seminar and then all the things, and I love to travel. So then my, in my mind, I thought, well, I guess I would just travel and do the things that I have already planned that are like on land, like between the cruises. And I remember thinking that like, this would be heaven to be able to do that. And then I kind of forgot. Wasn't it also like Abraham said something about you guys don't have enough fun. Yes. And we want you to have more fun. And then. Well, I'd already thought just because I was in so, in, in so much heaven with being on the cruise that I wanted to do that. But you're right. At the very end of the cruise, as the seminar is wrapping and all the hot seats have happened for that last day and, and Abraham is closing the seminar for the week, the closing comments that really jumped out to me were, we don't have enough fun. Like we're here on this cruise and it's kind of a highlight. And then we go back to our lives. And we just spend so much time focused on our jobs, our children, our to-do lists, like all the practical logistical things of life. And we, and they use the words like peaks and valleys. And we say so much time down in the valleys and we should expect or have more, have more fun. And then they said, the more we are inhabiting this frequency of fun, the more of life's logistics are taken care of, the more of the things that we focus mm. on that are problems or chores kind of resolve themselves very effortlessly, the more we inhabit this frequency of fun. So right then and there, I just knew standing there, like, cause we're standing, it was like the be closing remarks. And I was like, I'm going to spend the next 12 months amping up my fun in whatever way I can think of. I'm not even sure what that would be, but like I want to you make a 12 month experiment of having fun. And, and I knew then as soon as I felt that I had this 
other idea that kind of came in to me and it was the more fun I have, the more dollars will flow to me. Mm. It was almost like a reassurance of this is not going to leave you in a lesser place financially. Because I remember thinking I have the savings for my master bath remodel that I'm going to happily dedicate to this experiment of fun. And to me, at that point, fun was about travel. So I was thinking, oh, I'll spend some money on doing more travel and and because that's my favorite way of having fun. So that mm-hmm. was an exciting realization sitting there in this seminar that I I love the simplicity of how they were saying like fun is uh, first of all that fun is the highest frequency and that we need to have more fun was such a revolutionary idea. But I loved what I really responded to was I love how simple I could apply this, like have more fun and my life will be transformed. Like I know they didn't maybe say the transformed part, but I just, that was just baked in. Like that was downloaded in me that my life would be transformed. And so I mm-hmm. love this simple lighthearted filter. Um, so yeah, I was off and running. Yeah. I, I just wanted to, add in there that for me, sort of a, a workaholic, I mean, I at times could have been considered that in my own mind. And because uh, the fear of, well, if I don't work this hard, then, you know, it's not going to flow in the money, the abundance, mm-hmm. so I need to do this. And really, like in the last couple of years, it just finally clicked that, oh, it is productive to have fun, like fun or doing nothing. Yeah, if that just relaxing and being in the flow, like it is very productive. It's even more productive. It's like the best thing you could do. But when that switch goes on, it's like, oh, but for me, it was like, can't have too much fun because got to work. And right. then it just that a lot of time just pushing through everything that didn't feel good. Therefore, vibration is lower. So this is just when this pops, this light bulb moment pops. Oh, it's good, right? Well, yeah, and I, if if you listen to some of the YouTube videos, it's kind of a recurring theme that they want us to chill out. How many times have they said, yeah. we want you to chill out? So I went to, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I was at the Austin Land Seminar in April of this year. And... Esther was talking about, or Abraham was talking about just having a mango in the bathtub as like, like, you know, she'll go back and forth with saying like, well, what are you doing? And like, oh, I'm just having a mango in the bathtub. Like, don't you think you should be working? Like, well, like, anyway, she had this little conversation of like, this is the most productive thing we can do. And then the people around us might say, well, this, you're wasting time. Like, what are you doing? Like, you need to be doing something you need to be working. And, and what I, I think that was, oh, you know what? That might've been in my hot seat in Austin. But what I loved about it was they started talking to me about earning and allowing and deserving. So like this kind of relates to us feeling like we need to work. But when we're feeling really good, we're in allowing mode, receiving mode. And then we get our Mm -hmm. inspiration. And that's when everything, that's when our abundance flows into us, not when we're efforting in any way. Right, right, right. Yes, there's not like something you need to do in order to deserve this. Like it's already right. done, it's already here, it's already now. Yeah, so, so good. But to your point, like we have to take these ideas and then 
kind of like feel our way through how do I apply this and how do I sort through this with my my life this this beautiful idea and kind of feel our way through it and start getting more inspiration of like you know like we just kind of are appreciating the glimpse and then we do have to kind of like make it practical in our lives and pursue it yeah like I just want to say I decided to take the summer off kind of except doing these podcasts and some a little bit of you know have some, a few clients coaching clients I haven't done that in like 10 years you know, like just like I'm taking the summer off what and I, I was just so guided I want to spend time with you know my 86 year old dad I, who lives with us I want to spend time with my husband I want to do more fun things good for you I'm so excited that I'm doing this and it feels so good you know, and like just standing in my abundance and saying, this is productive. This is probably going to attract, right. I'm probably going to make more money doing nothing. Right. Or having fun. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Love that. Okay. So back to you. <laughs> okay. So that was my first, okay. Well, um, so that was my first cruise. I did, I didn't mention that on that first cruise, those were the closing remarks, but I did get into the hot seat on that cruise. And and everyone was, since. Um, <laughs> well, interesting. Everyone except the one where I was breaking up with my partner on the cruise. That one, I was not in the hot seat, and I think I was just absorbing. There was so much in the hot seats that I was soaking up to navigate what I was going through in that mm -hmm. cruise. And I was, I've always been okay with not being in the hot seat. Like I'm just excited to be in that frequency and to just absorb the beautiful messages. And um, so I've never felt like I had to be in the hot seat or kind of an angst about it. And I think as we were kind of first starting to like start our conversation, I had this realization that I think the reason I've been in, I think it's been eight hot seats so far, is I've just been so on fire and excited about what they're teaching, what I'm learning. And so often I'm getting in the hot seats to share something that I'm excited that I've learned, not a problem. Not that there's anything wrong with that either because they do want us to talk about the nitty gritty of our lives. So there's no right or wrong, but I just kind of wonder if that's been part of why I've been in so many hot seats. Is this, maybe it's a higher frequency. Well, it probably is if I'm excited about an idea versus struggling with a problem that is a different frequency, but. Yeah, um. well, I spoke <clears throat> to, interviewed Mandy Mills, who's a friend of yours. Yeah. And she shared about get, how to get in the hot seat, like just, just being um, so chill. But I could see how, in my opinion, Abraham might sense that this is gonna serve so many people. Well, and I assume that if it didn't, it, I wouldn't be called on. When you're, I don't know, I feel so happy and excited and aligned in the audience that I remember as like, she's, people are raising their hand and I'm raising my hand. You know, like there's no awareness of, gosh, I'm going to be disappointed. Like life can't be better in that moment than just how I'm feeling. Yeah. So there's really no attachment or need to be in the hot seat, but there is like a an excitement and like I remember the first time I was in, I had seen so many hot seat YouTube videos 
but I just thought, well, it would be wildly fun to actually be in one because I've seen so many. So it was more of just the idea of it was fun, but it kind of changed over time, I guess, just my, how I felt in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just a bright light. They, they mm -hmm. have shared that they see like, who's, who's lighting up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just say yeah. you, you, your, <laughs> your light is like so bright. Come on. Yeah. I love this whole idea about the fun experiment and all of that. So I went back home excited about how to figure out how to have more fun. And so I was, when I was on that cruise, the Alaska cruise, I, I think I signed up for two more cruises that year or well for the following year, 22, because this was August of 21. And so I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to get to go on the Caribbean cruise. And then they were having like a Mediterranean European cruise in the fall of, so almost like a year later, but I knew that on my mind, like in my calendar, I had these two other cruises planned. So that felt like, okay, I've got these amazing things dotted throughout my year, even though they're just two more. So I went home and was wanted to plan a trip. I decided to plan a trip to Mexico for November. I wanted to sneak another really big fun trip in before the Caribbean so that I would have like again more valley or more peaks so I was I found a beautiful hotel that was just like so exciting and like everything I love and I found the city and it was um, San Miguel in Mexico and it looked so charming like everything on my list it was like perfect and I just kept feeling a little bit resistance of pulling the trigger and booking the trip and I couldn't, and I'd go back to the, my computer and I'd look at the hotel again, like, oh, that's amazing. Like everything about it, like, a, like, why am I feeling resistance? Because everything looks so perfect. So I, since I've been meditating, I decided to just ask the universe and my, ask, um, like my higher self, like, why am I feeling resistance? I don't really understand. Tell me. And so the next morning, I meditated and then at the end of my meditation, as I was leaving my meditation, the phrase came to me, what about the Pacific Coast cruise? <laughs> and I remember thinking, okay, so this was, um, this was probably September. The, the Alaska cruise was August. And so I remember getting the email about the Pacific Coast cruise, but, and thinking specifically like, well, I already signed up for the Alaska cruise and I'm committed to that. And I do think this cruise looks fun. I love the stops that they're planning, but that's in October, like mid-October. So I've already made my choice. So then when this, so that was in the past. Like I remember thinking, dismissing that idea because I'd already, anyway. So when it came to me, what about the Pacific Coast cruise? I remember thinking, and this was in the context of me asking, what if there's something I'm supposed to do instead of this Mexico trip, let me know, basically. Mm -hmm. And so when so I felt I could tell that this was my answer of like the Pacific Coast cruise. And I just thought, wow, I would never in a million years have thought to go on a cruise a month and a half after my last cruise. Because I as much as I wanted to really challenge myself on fun, I hadn't quite gotten to the point of thinking that big really of like, you mm -hmm. could have fun right away and do it like mm -hmm. that. Just so out of the um, ordinary to, to even expect to do something like that. But since I had asked for the guidance, I could feel that it was guidance. I was like, I felt my way through it and thought, 
okay, that's very different than a Mexico trip, but that would be, that would be fun. And I could feel it was an answer as well. It was guidance. Mm -hmm. So I booked that cruise and, and I remember thinking like, gosh, what are my work people going to think? They're going to, they're going to think you just went on a cruise and it just, all those little details took care of themselves. And I just did it one step at a time. And it was the most easy, relaxed, my work people thought, yeah, you have all this vacation time, take it. So it was no problem. And okay, this is what I love. So the, I'm sitting in the audience on the second cruise a month and a half later, and Esther greets everyone. She goes to the podium to, to you know, call to focus in on Abraham. And the first words out of Abraham, you know, from Abraham to us are, and I kid you not, fun is the highest frequency. And I could blew my mind. And I'm like, because I think I before they just said we need to have more fun we don't have enough fun this was the first I was hearing about it being the highest frequency and I just thought this was so cool because here I was on this 12-month experiment of having fun so I'm like I can't believe they're talking about fun at the very end of the last one and the first out of the gate in the second one so I raised my hand uh, and I was the first person they chose and up I went and it felt like I was just being catapulted like on a bungee cord or something into this like (laughs) adventure of like, whoa, here I go and the adrenaline. And so I get in the hot seat and we have this 30, it's almost like a 30 minute masterclass on fun. Mm, Wow. And because I said, okay, you guys said in the last cruise, we need to have more fun. And I'm here, I'm being all about fun. And I told them all about it. And then I said, and now your first words are high fun is the highest frequency. And they I just loved it because it will, first of all, it's perfect for my book because I'm, so I decided to write a book later, but about this fun experiment, but they the reason fun is so important is because there's no resistance in it, period. Mm. And right. I remember when I did a transcription of this hot seat so I could really read it and under, and kind you of did. study it. And I loved that was the big aha for me. I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. Cause I always I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ask you for that transcription. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, so I just thought, well, that does make sense because I was curious, like, why isn't love the highest frequency? And it's not that it's not included in, sometimes we'll have multiple qualities or emotions in the frequency chart or the emotional chart. But um, anyway, so I, I just loved how they kept expanding my, um, as I listened, re-listened to that hot seat, the second hot seat, I kept telling them I was excited because I felt this inside me, like this idea of there's something in my, my what's next that I didn't realize was going to, was there. And I was excited to discover what it was. And I was just feeling this something exciting, a change in my career path. And I was just telling them about this feeling of kind of recognizing it inside me as a new thing of like, oh, you're going to do something different. And so what I kept trying to tell them about how excited I was about it. And they kept guiding me very gently back to what you see as a future thing in your what's next is now. And, and so they took them a while to like keep explaining it in beautiful ways of like, that difference between what we think of as future state and what is now. And so they had different ways of articulating that were just beautiful. Like 
the more fun I have, the more ready I am to let in my what's next. So it's more, they were explaining mm -hmm. to me that my, they see it as present tense, my what's next, because it's already done. It's already vibrationally created and I'm just letting it in. Mm. And so they just really helped me even more deeply understand what we think of as future state is now and where it's available to us. And the more fun we can, the more we're tuned into that frequency of fun, the more we let it in and the more we realize that it is now. And it was just a beautiful, fascinating. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Wow. I know I'm getting chills because the way they beautifully articulated it in multiple, like they kind of got on a rampage yeah. and just started really getting phrasing it so I could really feel it and, and, and like click, like it clicked in my head. So I was just in heaven. Like what a fun second hot seat. Mm -hmm. I'd also opened my expectation to be in the hot seat because I'd done it before. And then I could feel how I felt when they called on me or I'd remember and connect those dots. And, and sometimes I just didn't really want to go, like, I don't want to be on stage. Um, that's a little uncomfortable. Like we're not, most of us don't like to be in the spotlight, but I loved, but more importantly, I loved having an audience with Abraham more fully by being in a hot seat. Right. So I love that part of it more than, the, so, sometimes, yeah. so sometimes I kind of didn't, I was totally okay if they didn't choose me because I'm like, well, then I don't have to go up on stage. And so, yeah, so it, <laughs> it just kind of worked out without one cruise at a time that I started to end up going on all of them until at one point I realized, oh my gosh, I've, I, it kind of dawned on me, like I haven't missed a cruise. And it just kind of blew my mind because I, and then I remembered thinking, wouldn't it be fun if I got to go on all of them? But it wasn't even so specific that I had this aspiration to do that. It was just a, a memory of, the recognition that that would be amazing and that was it so that was a really fun awareness i remember one of my hot seats usually i'd have a topic i was excited about and wanted like a like a moment where i had a realization about something that was so cool i wanted to share it and on one of my cruises i remember thinking well like i don't have anything that's really i'm excited to ask about so i'm just going to go to the seminar and if something inspires me from another hot seat discussion i'll recognize it mm -hmm. inside me and i'll that'll be my cue of like oh i could ask about this or this makes me think of this topic and and then if that happens organically in the throughout the seminar then that's how i'll decide if i want to ask the question and so there was this moment where someone was in the hot seat and they said something and i thought oh that's it and then i was almost <laughs> like oh no and then, so then just to play along with my agreement that I'd made with myself, as soon as that person got out of the hot seat, I raised my hand and did her like, boom, like they just, she just pointed right wow. at me. And I thought, and that was almost more exciting or interesting, that moment of her just looking right at me and choosing me so quickly. Like I knew mm -hmm. it was almost like the affirmation of like, we talked about this ahead of time. It happened. And now you're chosen. Like it was like, see how this works. And um, mm -hmm. and that was almost like more thrilling than than the whole experience of getting to yeah. ask my question. It's just been a fascinating ride. 
I love this whole thing about this experiment of fun. Of course, I'm sure it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a 12 month experiment of fun and it's going to keep on going for the rest of your life. Right. So I want to ask you about Reed, I don't know, something about a helicopter and there's a story about that. I remember that story. And then the story about how synchronistic your your job situation happened mm. and the transition there. Let's start with the big manifestation of leaving my corporate job. Okay, the first cruise was in August of 21. And then I had signed up for the Caribbean cruise in March of 22. And I was with my partner and little did I know that I would be breaking up with him on the cruise. So I'd been, one of the cool things about the, the cruises is I met two people that I would end up coaching with or would it have them coach me. And of all the things I've manifested, I think my favorite profound, most profound things have been that realization and recognition of like, oh, I want to know this person and then finding out that they coach. And then, so I was doing this coaching with my first coach, her name's KT. And in one of the sessions, I realized, well, if Abraham says we can be or do or have anything, like there really is nothing we can't ask for that's too big. There's nothing too big that we could ask for. This was, this had come up in a session. I said, then I don't want to work. I want to have a fortune. Like, let's play this game. Mm -hmm. I want to have a fortune and I want to travel. Mm -hmm. And because they were, um, the way this, the way KT works is she can tune into your inner being and you get to have kind of like Esther does with Abraham where she receives Abraham through her. Mm -hmm. KT is able to receive your inner being through her. And so you get to have a conversation with your inner being Mm. through KT and so I when I found out that she did that I was like hell yes so I was in one of these sessions where basically my inner being was asking me like do you want to like if you could do anything like what do you want to talk about where would you like to go and I was and I had said you know a new job but what I as they were asking me about it my inner being was asking me about it do you want to consult do you want to work remotely for your current job and go work in Europe and like as they were playing with these ideas they're like why are you not vibrationally like your energy isn't very high like when we throw out these topics like what do you what do you want and I said well if I can have anything I don't want to I want a fortune and I want to travel like I'm going to just ask for the full dream versus you know like if it's really true then that's what I want well in two months from after that discussion I get in the reason I bring that up is they're like, well, yeah, that's your energy. That's what you desire. So try to tune more into that. So as I, I moved on and wasn't really thinking about it, but I got this offer to retire early through my company. Like they, they made a global company-wide voluntary retirement offer. And if you qualified, if you were at least 50 years old and had been there 10 years, at least at the company, you qualified. And then they had a formula for the payout. And I'd been there 23 years. And so when I did all the math, it was, and then I also qualified for extra bonuses because I was a manager and I'd been there over 20 years. And so by the time it all added up, so I said yes. And it did, I did definitely have to calibrate to that because I felt scared 
for a couple of days and then I would meditate and try and tune back into my guidance. And then I finally had this realization as I would meditate on this topic of like, I feel scared to let go of this, what I have looked at as my security, my safety net for so long. I'm like, what am I going to do when the payout ends? Like, who's going to hire me? And I, as I was meditating, I realized I'd learned so much from the Abraham work that I did believe I was in a new place. I did believe the universe would provide for me always. Mm. So once I had tuned into that realization and I had where I had expanded into, I was ready to take this very generous offer and say, yeah, this is the exact freedom I've been asking for. And now I don't have yeah. to let fear prevent me from saying yes. I, I so mean, let's just, let's just like, soak that in for a moment that you you were on this journey making fun your experiment i want this freedom to travel i don't really want to go to work i want to just travel have this fortune and then this happens right and it was fun because i would have never in a million years said oh the way this could come is a early retirement offer i thought actually in my mind sometimes we don't realize we kind of project what we think how it might go down. And I kind of thought maybe I would run into someone on one of my trips, my fun trips, and they would offer me a really cool job and it would be more money. It would just feel like huge progress, right? Yeah. So then I get this. And, and offer. so you don't figure out the how. You think, right. oh, maybe it'll happen this way or it'll happen this way. But you could never orchestrate all those things yourself. Right. The universe just orchestrated in a way that you couldn't. Yeah. Well, and I kind of like the idea of my idea because then I would. Feel like i had a safety net of like oh i have a, a job that's paying me here is one where i don't have to work yeah even but better but it's gonna run but it will run out after you know like almost two years so i remember thinking that it was like a better offer but it still was different so i had to really like calibrate to it and so what was fun is by the time i wasn't sure the exact amount it was going to end up being because you know but when i got my first check direct deposit in this retired status, it was twice what my normal take home was after taxes. It was double. Oh my God. And I got paid every two weeks. So my every two weeks was double. And I'm like, wait, I'm getting paid double to now not work and travel. And I just thought oh that glee inside of like, this is happening. Like this is so crazy good. I can't even believe it. The reason I thought that was fun was I had asked for a fortune now then what I realized like well this is a fortune it's not a lifetime fortune but it we're giving you the freedom and the money to just go off and do whatever you want and have fun yeah so, so I did that and um and then that court that corresponded within 30 days I was being guided out of my relationship and out of my corporate structure and I was realizing like I was summoning and attracting freedom and to move fast, to move, like to be in a higher frequency and and to release structures that were not the freedom and that I had been asking for. Mm -hmm. So that, that was really interesting that my life changed within 30 days. I was no longer in my six year relationship and mm -hmm. I was no longer in my corporate structure of 23 years. Like they were saying now, we want you to know that it's now, it's not later. 
your stuff, your fortune is now. You don't have to keep waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't have mm. to wait. And I was just thought, whoa. And so anyway, so then I just embarked on this travel, like you talked about the helicopter. So, I, <clears throat> so that's how I was free then to, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to go to Europe. I haven't been for so long. And I just kind of came up with all these fun ideas now that I had the freedom to not have a schedule. And it ended up being about a three, like as I put together the things I really, really, really wanted to do, they are at different times, but, and they were in different places, but I thought, well, I don't want to fly all the way home and then fly back in two weeks for this event that I don't want to miss. So I just stayed in Europe and I bought a one-way ticket to Greece and I met my best friend who was doing a, a woman's yoga retreat. I'm like, you know what? You guys can do your goddess yoga retreat and I'm just going to be in the hot tub hanging out at the hotel. And then when you're not busy, like we'll, we'll be together and we can have fun. So I started with Greece, a one-way ticket. And then I would just decide like, okay, now I had a couple of things plotted. Like I wanted to go to an art show in Paris. I was going to go to Australia and the South Pacific. Wow. But I had some, and then I was going to get to do the <clears throat> Abraham European cruise and the Abraham New Zealand cruise. So, and what's funny is when I was signing up for the European cruise, I remember thinking like, well, I've never been to New Zealand and I'd like to do that one, but that one's only a month and a half after the European cruise. And how would I get off work that quickly and for so long? And, and, and I thought, well, maybe I won't be working. Like I remember thinking like, well, it's possible in a year from now, you may not even be working at that mm -hmm. company and you could have, but I couldn't even figure out like how that would even be possible. Yeah. So I, so here I am now I was going to be leaving from Sydney to go on that cruise. And it was just really fun. So as I was traveling before I even left the States, I remember looking into a price for a private car to take me from Florence to Rome so that I could get to the cruise. And otherwise I had like a train ticket I had purchased, but then I thought, wouldn't it be fun to take a private car because I had experienced this pretty inexpensively on another trip and it was so heavenly to just have them pull up you put your luggage in you don't have to go you can choose the time they pick you out like there were just so many how things luxurious about yeah yes and it was so comfortable it's like a cloud you didn't have to go to the ferry at a certain time and check out like it just it was a really cool thing so I remember loving it and then checking the price and thought when I got the price from Florence to Rome with a private car, it was just like, hell no, that is outrageous, not spending that money. But then meanwhile, I'm, you know, I'm having these coaching sessions and I'm being taught about abundance and about, well, what's your preference? Where does your preference play and, and with the money? And are you looking at the money from a scarcity mind, mindset versus you deserve this? Or I don't know, like there were just all these things that we all have our mm -hmm. belief systems about money. Mm -hmm. And so by the time, a couple months later, since I was doing sessions twice a week with my coach, I was releasing all kinds of resistance. And so by the time I got to Florence, I thought, I'm going to ask the concierge now, how much is a private car? And then also I had become aware of you could do helicopters or mm -hmm. private jets. And I remember thinking like, that would be so fun and I have a savings. So let me just feel if I could handle doing like spending the money so when the concierge came back they gave me the price for the private car 
and the, and they said we have a helicopter like there's not a private jet because it's a short distance but we, there's a heli private helicopter and at that point i was already committed to let, hearing them hearing the information and letting the enthusiasm inside me decide and not my pocketbook mm -hmm. not my bank account how it I feels yeah right yeah like yeah. feel your enthusiasm inside and let that be the deciding factor i mean within reason and so when they came back and they said i was like i could feel way more energy for the helicopter like that is just way more fun there's no the little kid in me was like i want to get in the helicopter and be flown to rome mm. so i chose the helicopter and their face was kind of like really and i'm like <laughs> yeah book it and I cannot tell you how exciting it was mm -hmm. when the time came for me to check out and go to Rome. And I could hear the sound of the helicopter before I could see it. And I just was like, oh my God, that's for me. It was just such an amazing experience of gradually. And I couldn't say yes to it a couple months ago because I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I, you have to be, you have to feel the actual good energy of saying yes to something it's mm -hmm. not just like oh you if you choose this whether you feel good about it or not it's the right thing it's like you have to feel good about it yeah if that makes sense like yeah I, yeah there was no right or wrong answer it's like but what's your energy about the answer um, yeah, you don't want to go like uh challenge yourself to spend a boatload of money and then you don't spending. feel good about spending it I'm freaked out about the yeah it's yeah then it would yeah. be counterproductive I mean you might have a little bit of like ooh, nervous excitement but still it's a hell yes yes and I didn't want to have split energy about yeah anything really I want to feel and it's okay if my energy is like no I'm good I'm going to take the train that is great like if that's where my energy is perfect right right but I was kind of challenging myself to think beyond my patterns of spending and money and right and wrong and this and that so i was just happened to be ready well i wouldn't have asked the question of the concierge if i wasn't ready to at least entertain it you know that willingness to be like am i how does it feel anyway so that was a beautiful moment of saying yes to myself and starting to make decisions based on the yes energy not how i had been used to making decisions which is kind of a scarcity model really mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a logical brain and mm -hmm. you know what we're taught and pros yeah. and cons or yes i really love that story because it's so expansive so, some people might listen to this episode and be like wow wish i could go on one cruise but right. i want people to listen to this and see how it really doesn't matter like what's your helicopter story it might just be like for me taking off the summer like that's my helicopter mm -hmm. story yeah. even for me a little thing like i wanted to get two cushions for the patio set back in the backyard right i had this thought like oh i want to get black cushions for the patio set because they're not comfortable right now. And my husband said he wanted some cushions back there, right? So I talked to my husband about it. I said, I'm going to get some black cushions. I walked down the street like the next day and somebody is throwing out brand new cushions with the tags, black cushions with the tags still on them. Wow. So 
That's I was beautiful. so excited about that because it was That's just so fun. Right. It's so fun. Like how fast, like I had the thought, I had no resistance about cushions. I had like zero right. resistance about cushions. Yeah. And I was so excited. I brought them all. Look what I got. Look what I got. That was and... so fun. I love that. <laughs> it's because that's when we feel that surprise and delight of the universe. Yeah. I've noticed that Abraham has, has actually given us permission to, there was another person in a hot seat that I was in the audience of, and they said, ask for personal acknowledgement from the universe that I am seen, I matter. Like they had kind of a list and I was like, ooh, I like knowing I can ask permission and it's not needy, but like, hey, show me how tended to I am. Show me, mm. give me personal acknowledgement of how yes. loved I am. Like, and it's yeah. like the black cushion, like when yeah. it shows up like that, you feel heard. And yeah. I just love, I just, that's when life is magical, I feel like. And it could be Ex black yes. cushion. Yes, exactly. And and one time I was writing about, it was like in a coaching session with someone, I was coaching her and we, we do like this inner being process as well. And she saw bunny rabbits. And then I was writing about it in my journal and I look out the window, mm -hmm. I'm upstairs and I never see bunny rabbits outside the window. I was writing about the bunny rabbits and oh I look out the window and there's a bunny rabbit, like, like, like see, things like that. Those are, <clears throat> to me, every bit as thrilling as a helicopter ride. Yes. Because it's just, it just is. It's the magic of being that personal acknowledgement and attracting. So I love those yes. stories. Yes. The timing of everything. Like, what does that feel like to you? So I'm just so excited about this 12-month experiment that obviously goes on and on. I feel like I want to take that on. Yes, it's just this commitment to that frequency. So obviously there was this incremental building of an expansion of my thought and in this frequency, like it is a, it's a receptive mode, first of all, it's allowing. So then insights come and experiences come. And sure enough, by the end of the 12 months, I went on the Alaska cruise then for 22. So I'd gone on the 21 one in August, and then that was because of the pandemic, it was postponed a month. And then I went on the one in 22 in July. And a friend of mine used that as a bookmark or a bookends for me. And to realize how my life had changed dramatically between those two cruises kind of blew my mind. Mm. And I was started like, it just kind of served it up to me in a fresh way of like, you expected your life would be completely different. And it was. And as you said, it continues. Mm -hmm. And just even from just from meditating, like it made life feel magical. Yes. That joy and going to get coffee and having cool insights. Like it just was like, I just felt like I was on fire with the fun. Well, not to use that necessarily that word, but the magic of magic alignment oh, yes. and knowing how the universe works and feeling the fullness of ourselves, because really it all comes down to us being connected and intertwined with all that is and our fullest self, our higher, our inner being. And whenever we're in that mode and that full appreciation of the bigness of ourselves, like if I could give three things on my list of three things, it would be think of yourself, not only in a bigger way, but there's, you can't think of yourself in too big of a way. Mm. And it expands like what's possible and who we are. Like this is just, we're like this tiny little speck.
of massive you know we are the universe in a physical form so i'm like i get to be you know god energy or the universe in this physical vessel of reed thompson and so walking down the street and looking up at the sky knowing like i'm source energy yeah and i'm aware of it and i get to go have a cookie you like or whatever <laughs> like i'm sorry life does not get better than that yeah source energy is not outside of you it's you are it mm -hmm. and so you're a creator and you get to create everything so what do you want to create really yeah so do you have any other yeah. insights <laughs> from your times in the hot seat well one of them but i was on this dream vacation a theme but i like you know during the pandemic <clears throat> excuse me like you'd, i'd see pinterest and i'd see these beautiful destinations and just think i cannot even imagine sitting in that chair with that view having my morning breakfast you know like those kinds of moments where you're like this is the pinnacle of like that would be the most beautiful spot mm -hmm. to be sitting and just basking in the beauty of it and arriving in one of those situations that i've planned i'd seen i dreamed about and then i arrived and the, the feeling of like like christmas morning times a hundred as a kid you know when you're arriving in this majorca resort and it's just more stunning than the photos could even convey so i was having a session with kt again and my inner being was saying how do you feel to be here and i remember thinking like well it's so fun to be in my manifestation to like have thought about it, planned it, allowed it, and now I'm here. And they said, that's all true. My inner being said, this is all true. You're in your manifestation. It's wonderful. We would like to add that you, in addition to that, you are the manifestation. And I was kind of like, wait, what? And basically- <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing now. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're saying like, yes, of course, it's lovely to have the things around you that you desire and that are beautiful, but this is all about your journey and your expansion of your awareness and your knowing and, and mm -hmm. being, you know, and so like, if this feels good, it's about really like, ultimately, everything we're doing is about expanding ourselves. And so we, and our awareness and our mm understanding are the manifestation like that is the manifestation yeah saying like you are the manifestation and it kind of blew my mind mm. and it made sense that no wonder my favorite manifestations have been my coaches because it's all about the inner work that ends up being the most thrilling thank you for that when you saw those cushions and the way yeah. you felt inside yes that's the manifestation yes and it came with some cushions so I love that they kind of helped me go a little deeper about it's all about, it's just always inside. It's never outside of us. Yeah. And that's why we came forth was to expand. So no wonder the expansion mm -hmm. is the, my favorite part. So when I, that's why I love my coaching so much because it's just inner constant expansion. The other favorite one I have, I think insight I had was I was on the New Zealand cruise and I was just, again, doing the work, tending to my point of attraction and just feeling in this really deep wholeness and alignment. And I had this insight, I'd kind of been desiring like a 
really deep relationship. Because I was having fun being free and single, Mm -hmm. because that's fun too. Mm -hmm. But then I started realizing like, okay, as much as it's fun to be free, like I really would love a really deep relationship. And, and so then I ended up meeting this guy and it was so, part of me was kind of like nervous. There's just so many things that I'm in my past that I was trying to let go of, of like, well, what if they want this to be more and I don't feel the way they feel like all the things that we've felt in our past relationships that felt negative. I really was letting go of and thought just here's this guy, he's an Abrahamer. And we both were really ready to be present and not asking about tomorrow, but we wanted to, to let ourselves really have a deep experience without it having to mean anything or trying to attach an outcome or, you know, to start mm-hmm. fast forwarding into the future, but like mm-hmm. really be present. Mm-hmm. And I, that Dude. was a little, like I was ready for it, but I was aware that it was, it was a new place and it was a little uncomfortable, but I was ready to let myself be there. But I had this realization that him showing up at that time was me, capital M E loving little me. Like it was not the love wasn't coming from him. It was coming from me, my inner being loving me and me recognizing it through him. So mm-hmm. I kind of had that aha moment of like everything, whether it's black cushions that we discover, like that's the universe. So the universe has infinite tools for our inner being to show love to us. And so I had this new insight of like, oh, everything that happens to me that's good and that I love and that's thrilling is me loving me. It's not, it's always coming from my inner being to me. And then to not mistake that for outside conditions, but to really leave it in the source of our full relationship with ourselves. Yes. So that I totally was get it. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved this idea of like, and I had this feeling too, like when I, I knew at some point I was going to move away from my, from St. Louis and live somewhere new. And I was waiting to discover the city. And then that was calling me and, and then look for an apartment. And I just knew that when I would find an apartment that thrilled me and it was the perfect fit, that was me loving me. It was my inner being showing me love like here like here's another tool at our disposal to show personal acknowledgement that you matter your your desires are heard your vortex it's basically your vortex showing up is really Mm -hmm. just a full inhabiting of our relationship with ourselves the full relationship with ourselves yeah and it's it's like we all throw around those words myself included like self-love it's so important but you just really beautifully described why it is so good and so juicy to love yourself it's showing up in your experiences in your world how just how much you love yourself it's reflecting back to you yeah and it's almost like i don't even see it as like read loving read it's like understanding that the universe the universal expression Mm -hmm. of me and God energy, source energy loves all of us. Yeah. And is pouring love that we can barely comprehend and mm. so many beautiful details back to us 
Yeah, you hit on something there. It's it's bigger than self-love because I'm I'm Rhonda in yeah, yeah, in this body and I think, "Oh, I'm going to love Rhonda and just allow her to experience this self-love, but really it is so much bigger than that." <laughs> yeah, cuz I Right, I'm, because you are love. Yeah. Like you are love, you are loved, and you are loving. So it's like it's just this beautiful like we feel the love coming to us, but we are, like you said, we're not separate from the source of love that is ordering the universe. I guess it was just a way to know that our vortex and and this love energy that's bigger than us here in this earthly plane is showing up always for us and to know that it's coming from that, not from a person that we're fond yes, of yes. or a delicious meal. Like it's all the bigger source of love showing up, showing love to us. Exactly. Cause we think, oh, it's another person. So that's separate. Mis yeah. It's misappropriating yeah. the source yeah. really. It's really us who mm -hmm. created Mirror. it. Yeah. People would use like, oh, it's mirroring back to you. And I never quite understood it. Like I, it made sense, but I never really felt it. And then it, now it makes, now it feels some, like something to me, this idea of mm. mirroring some other, other things and situations are mirroring back to us, our worthiness, our status as loved. I love that I have been led on this path to discover this whole bigger view of life and myself and versus I'm a great human and I'm going here and I'm going there and I'm working and I'm getting this explosive view of like zooming way out. And I just feel so blessed to get to live this experience aware of it. Well, I feel like we could talk another two yeah. hours and I'm sure we could. Holy moly, this was good. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to give you the opportunity to tell people about where they can find you. I know that you are writing a book. Do you want to tell us anything about the book? So real quick, I just had decided to live my experiment of fun before I knew I was going to write a book. And then maybe like a month after I got back <clears throat> from my second cruise, I was meditating and there it was like book. And I'm like, I'm not a writer. I'm an artist, but yes, always. Yes. Like when it feels like guidance, mm -hmm. hell yes. So then I decided to make my book be about my experiment of fun. So I completed that, the writing stage, and I'm in round two of edits. So I'm in an editing process, and then it'll be publishing. So I, I would think by the end of the year, it'll be actually out. I'm still working on my title. Like I had a couple working title ideas, and then I thought, no, it doesn't really capture it. So I'm listening for guidance. I love everything that's creative, and so I want my book cover and I want my title to really be as creative as I feel like I am, but not for creativity's sake, but just to really capture me. So I'm still playing with my title, but it's going to be about my journey of fun for this 12 month. Oh, wow. It'll come to you. <laughs> yeah. That's How can people follow you or get in touch with okay. you because you're you're going to be doing some consulting did you say or was that more in your creative art director role i'm going to do multiple things because i've got so many skills that i still love like the, all the creative things so i'm still going to do 
either consulting or freelance design and creativity work. But I'm also going to start coaching because I've learned, like I took a six month course on and I'm certified as a guide through the certain technique or process that my second coach has. And you can find me mostly on my Instagram account. And it's, so I couldn't get my name because it was already taken. So it's Redonk, which is like, kind of thought of as like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like Redonk, whatever. So it's Reed. <laughs> so it's R-E-I-D-O-N-K for Instagram. And then my email is rthompsonstl at gmail.com. So maybe the best way would be to follow Reed on Instagram and yeah. see what he's up to, because I'm sure you'll, when the book is ready, you'll let us know there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to, I've got my travel adventures on my Instagram account. I'm starting okay. to talk about these deeper things of this journey of our inner being, the inner being and awareness journey on Instagram. I'm just starting to play with how to articulate that in Instagram. So stay tuned. Yes. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Reed. This was you. really, you're welcome. I loved yeah. it. Can't wait to listen to these other podcasts too. Yes. And Mandy is great on Instagram. Like I'm always just blown away with how she articulates these really deep, beautiful ideas just so perfectly on her yes. Instagram. Yeah. Her episode was really wonderful on so many levels. And I just love her calming. She's so soothing, calming energy. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Permission to really choose what you want. I think that was the title of that one. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Well, can't wait to see where you're going and what's happening with your book. Thank you, Reed. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Reed Thompson. You can connect with Reed on Instagram at R-E-I-D-O-N-K. That's R-E-I-D-O-N-K. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support the show, here are a few ways you can do that. Just grab the link, deliciousalignment.com slash podcast, text a friend or post about this show on social, and let's share this resource with people interested in raising their vibes even higher. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would absolutely love it if you would leave a review. Also, make sure to subscribe when you're listening, Apple, YouTube, Spotify, etc., so you never miss an episode. Another way to support the show is by clicking on the support the show link in the show notes or simply go to paypal.me slash delicious alignment. I greatly appreciate your wonderful emails, notes, and contributions cheering me on. It means the world to me. Have a delicious day. Talk to you next time on July 27th. I'm bringing back the fabulous Amanda Town, who will share her insights and experiences from being in the hot seat. Did you know Abraham serenaded Amanda on her birthday in front of hundreds of people? It's a really delicious episode. You won't want to miss it. After that, we will have multi-hot seater Jill Hofer on August 10th and a surprise guest for our last hot seater in this Beyond the Hot Seat series on August 24th. See you then.